Amen. So praise God. We've been talking the last few weeks, and God's really put this on my heart. Um, and uh, it's, it's always a discovery of, of, of where he wants to take us, but uh, that, that we would um, connect to God's heart. And uh, so we've been talking about this for a while, kind of setting the stage for how critical it is. If we're going to be who we need to be and if we're going to be a part of the body, we have to get on the same page. We have to be connecting. And so we are in the middle of a, of a fast and don't feel left out. You can get in on the last week if you like or day by day you can do what you want to do. Uh, it's just really interesting to me. You know, I, I start to... I start to visualize what Jesus went through when he went through that long one, you know, because sometimes when you're going through it, you can be feeling some stuff. Even this morning, I'm feeling, you know, naturally, you kind of feel like weak or lightheaded or whatever else, because I'm kind of going full, full blast on this for the most part. Um, but there's, there's a corresponding development, if you let there be, when you hold on to what's, instead of, instead of focusing on what you're going through, when you start looking at, at why you're doing it, and, you're, and you start saying, no, that's not who I am, I'm strong in the Lord, amen, and I am, my flesh is being put under right now, and what God says is being my foundation, because I thought about that, you know, Jesus went through 40 days, and at the end of it, you know, I, I've wondered about this. Uh, uh, now, it says that all during that 40 days, he was encountering challenges. He was seeing things. He was seeing different, he was encountering different things. You know, I, I, I don't know, this was just me, but I thought he was just camping out in the desert for a while, you know. But, but he, was actually, he was actually engaging in challenges to his flesh during that whole time. And he gets to the end of it, and he's not weaker. You know, sometimes I wonder if maybe he was able to do what he did with those temptations because of what happened to him through the process. You know? And I, I want to believe that for us. And I, and I want to declare it over our body right now that, that when come the end of this next week, that we are in a different place with regard to our flesh and our spirit. Amen? And that we have, we have gotten victory in areas. You know, sometimes I think we, you know, we want to find something that's going on in our life and say, I'm going to be fasting for that. You know, let's just get, let's just get victory over our flesh. Then all things are possible to those that believe, right? Um, so this is, this is very uh, uh, wonderful what I have to share today. And, and I just really believe God's going to help us to, to get what we need out of this. Amen? Um, and it is talking about connecting with the heart of God. And uh, this, is, this is what we live for. Amen? And uh, so, so knowing, and there's, there's a word in here that I think is very, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things about knowing, but there's a couple things I want to touch on when it comes to, to really knowing God, okay? Yeah. That I think will be helpful with this because to, to really connect with God, you're going to have to know some things about it. I thought about it like this, you know, um, uh, for you to really develop in any area, it's going to require becoming familiar with some things, knowing some things about it, yeah. you know? It's like uh, uh, you don't just get a guitar and don't get any information about it. You got, you got to have some tutoring. You have to have, you have to have some information about it. Otherwise, there's not going to be any connection to that guitar that's going to make any difference to you or anybody else. It might, you might, it's kind of funny because uh, uh, it's like, my dad has gone to Nepal a lot, and uh, they don't have a real Western reference for music a lot of times. And so um, sometimes the way they play stuff, they might have the same instrument, but man, it sounds funky. You know, it's, a, it's more like a percussion instrument or something. You know, they're kind of beating on it or whatever, you know. <laughs> but until there's familiarity in a relationship, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, uh, <laughs> we were talking. We were talking to Ryan today. You know, when it comes to that that thing, you know, especially when you spot the one, the one. You know, Pastor Kim, you know, helped him with. You know, they're not all the one, uh, but when you find the one, what has to happen at that point? You got to find out something about each other, and this is where it becomes like for me. 
this is, this is what I went through. And luckily, my, my wife helped me bridge this, this chasm. But, um, you know, if you're the one that, that has all the butterflies going on and the other one doesn't even seem to know that you exist, what happens in your little pitter-patter heart? You start saying, they don't even, what? Know that I exist, Right? For there to be a connection made, there's going to have to be some knowing that you exist and knowing something about you that you like or that's significant for you, right? So I, I know this is kind of this is kind of simple, but but bear with me on this because I, I believe God has a big challenge before him. <laughs> I think sometimes he's like that little kid that says, if they only knew. You know, that, that's what the little kid is always saying. If she only knew me, she would love me, you know? <laughs> I, li- I like what, what Mark Hankins says about this sometimes. He says, um, um, you know, where he has people saying bad things about him. He said, well, they just don't know me. If they, if they knew me, they would like me. You know, they wouldn't be a problem for them. You know, if they only knew me. And I thought, you know, that's the way God is for each one of us here right now. He's saying, if they only knew me. If they only knew me, they wouldn't have any problem believing in me. If they only knew. If they only knew. Amen? And so that, that becomes a passion in my heart. I say, God, I don't know. And this is one of those things that we're never done knowing, God. In fact, we're just barely getting started all the time. And so here's the challenge. You got this creator God that's huge and mighty that can do anything else. And he, and he has this... We're the one. We're the one for him. He says, I want them. But sometimes they don't, even, they don't even know I exist. Not really. They don't really know me. Right? So, now, I'm talking to the choir. This isn't y'all, but, but it is. If we can say, yeah, maybe that's me. There's some, there's, and I believe there's a way that God wants to say, This is how we get past this barrier. Because as great as he is, as as much as we can go outside and see what he's doing, this is the amazing thing about God's creation. It's not just a painting that you hang on the wall. It's creation that just keeps going. Even the storms. You know, David's so good at describing this. He describes God in the storms. Everything, isn't it cool? You know, even even the earth shifting and all this kind of stuff, this is God's stuff. And and yet, people say, yeah, but I can't see him. I can't see him. Well, he's he's all around. And you see God's challenge? (laughs) Because we have a hard time believing in a God that we can't just see and touch. And so he he has solutions for that. And so we'll kind of look at this, okay? (laughs) Because... We want to connect to the heart of God. We want to know him. We want to discover who he really is and for it to be real to us. Is that you or is that just me cheerleading? (laughs) So this is going to be about knowing and um, this first passage. And this is one we've been looking at in in the last couple weeks. We used a few verses around this, but I want to focus on the 23rd verse here in John 17. This is right before Jesus. You know that verse, that wonderful verse that says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, right? Familiar with that? Well, you can go back a little bit before this, before he went to the cross, and you can find find out what the joy was. And it's in this prayer that he prayed to his father that he said, my joy is that we become one with these people. (laughs) That they no longer aren't able to be connected to us because they don't know. But the chasm is crossed into the knowing realm. He said, oh, if they can only know you, if they can only know me, they will become one with us. And their purpose will be finished. You know, I, I struggle with this because this can sound really religious, can it? It sound, kind of sound like far, farmed out kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> but, but this is reality. Our greatest life isn't us consuming things in this life. Our greatest life is becoming one with our creator. 
and then fulfilling what he's created us to do. Is that right? And this was the joy that made Jesus go to the cross when he could have called up the angels and said, I'm out of here, you know? But he said, no, this purpose is so much that I'm not going to be that little kid that just cries that, is, he, that she doesn't even know about him. No, we're going to let her know about him. I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> was that a good analogy? I don't know. That's how kind of off the wall, I guess. But, so let's read this 23rd verse. I in them and you in me that we may be made perfect in one and that the world may what? No. Huh. That you have sent me. What, what is that you have sent me? Just that, that little verse. That's the gospel, isn't it? God so loved the world that he sent his son that nobody has to perish. It's not just perishing. It's, it's, it's living your life something other than what it was meant to be. Right? That's perishing in itself. How many people do you know that it's like they've already perished, you know? Sometimes we can feel that way, right? <laughs> no, he, he said, I came so, the moment you get in me, no longer are you perishing from this day. Today is the day of salvation, right? right? <laughs> so that the world may know, okay, that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So this is, this is what, why Jesus came. And we're going to find out here real quick how God, and, and, and just bear with me this morning because I think this is a, a real key for us, how God through Jesus on the earth attempted to make himself known, okay? And I think there's some really good stuff here. Are you excited? I, I see you all are on the edge of your seat. You might have to just take a moment and say law a little bit. Everybody say law. There we go. Now we say Lord. All right. In knowing the Father is eternal life. So sometimes we say, I, I just want this about God. I just want this about God. No, just know God. Everything else comes with that. Yeah, that's it. Amen? Yes. So I like John. We're going to go back a few verses instead of John 23. We go to the third verse. And this is eternal life. Now, sometimes when you think eternal life, that's just, that's just a lot of long living, you know. No, it's life. It's, eternal life starts now. Yeah. Amen? Right. Right. <laughs> and it's real living. Yes. It's not what the world gives. Right. It's, it's, it's real living. This is eternal life that they may what? Know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So you see right here, there's a key to everything else we want to know about God comes with knowing him, okay? Are you with me? We're stepping through it, right? So how is an unseen God known? And I want to look at it this way, that there are two sides. And here is the wonderful thing about somebody that can... Make things simple so that the, the huge and the magnificent can be brought into the real. Okay? And I want to look at, at knowing God as kind of like being a coin that has two sides to it. Can we look at this way? <laughs> I just believe this is going to be helpful for you today because uh, there's such a key for us, especially in this, this day that we live. There's a power side where God penetrates the realm of our unbelief with something bigger than we can explain. Does that make sense? And then there's a love side of God that drives him to do that demonstration of power for our good. And we'll see why there's both sides of this. You know, God God can do anything. He, 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 he can... He's, he's probably still making some stars. I don't know. He's really good at what he does, you know? And things are moving around up in, the, in, the, in space. I just think it's amazing how they don't run into each other all the time. You know, as fast as they're going and all that kind of... We just had another comet go by, I guess. You know, and, and, and wow. He's, he's really amazing in what he can do. <laughs> right? 
So why would he even bother to do something in our life? You know, as great as he is, why would he even bother to do something for us? It's because he loves us. In fact, he loves us so much that he, he makes provision for it before we even need it. Isn't that cool? That's like a really good father. He's a good, good father. That's who he is. And, 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 and I'm loved by him. That's who I am. Right? Well, what difference does that make? Because he's a powerful God that can do anything that has already enabled it like a good father will do. That he doesn't wait until the situation, he provides for it ahead of time. It's kind of like life insurance, you know, it's like, or an annuity or something. You know, you know uh, that, 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 that he's made provision for it ahead of time. Amen? That's what he did in Christ. He made it possible. He, he already provided for everything we would ever need in Christ. Amen? And that required love. Because as great as he is, without love, he wouldn't have had to do anything. Does that make sense? Okay. So bear with me. Are you bearing with me? Actually, I think you're with me. I think you're like maybe even ahead of me. You probably even know where I'm going, right? Let's go to John 10. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when you look at Jesus, you, you, you see Jesus, and a lot of people will explain that and say, well, that's the Son of God. He was doing those works, right? And yet, if you listen to what Jesus says about it, he says, I didn't do those works. The Father did them through me. The Father did them through me because we're one. Amen? <laughs> and yet, these works weren't just something to draw attention to him. They were something to bridge the chasm between belief and unbelief. They were something that you cannot explain away. So many times when Jesus would do a work that was a miracle, it would say after that, and the multitude would glorify God that this kind of thing could happen among men. Amen? So what was Jesus' real purpose in these works? If I do not the works of my Father, do not what? Believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works. This is how great the pow a demonstration of the power of God was as a priority for Jesus. He said, you take me even out of the picture but believe the Father because of his works that are being done. Amen? <laughs> See, I, I believe the power of God is something that is, should be central to us knowing God. Yes. You know, here, here's the challenge because what, what happens in our life is we can get discouraged with something and we can, we can feel like God isn't what I thought he was going to be, so now I'm just gonna cruise through yeah. with promises from God that comfort me. It's kind of like, taking a pill or drinking something to make you kind of, you know, <laughs> deaden your senses so you don't really have to believe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Because the power of God is central to knowing God. You cannot know a God of creation. Don't claim to know a God of creation and deny his power. Amen? Because it's central to knowing him. Jesus said, to know me, you have to look at what the works are that are coming from me. Right? <laughs> now, I could stand up here and claim to be Elon Musk, and you'd say, show me. <laughs> Do something that's smart. <laughs> I can do a lot of stuff, but not... Not Elon Musk smart. You know, we can't do it. Why? Because who you really are is going to come out in what you do. And you don't know somebody apart from what they do. I mean, it's kind of simple. And yet we can try to dis disallow God from being God in our life and try to know just a little bit. We're not knowing him. 
And the tragedy is, according to what Jesus said, the world's not going to know him either. The world's not going to know him just because we're nice people. The world's going to know him because there's power. Amen? And you know what? A lot of people, and it's even tempting to try to back away from something like this because, you know what? You start talking about this, you better start having some of this. Because the promise is that these signs will follow those that believe what? Just some nice little psalms and some little things that make me feel good? No, believe in a God they've come to know. Amen? So this power does. It's an integral part of knowing God. Amen? So again, this this is the joy that was set before him. Being one with him and the Father so that the world could know. And we're saying, what, it, what does it mean to know? Well, you're going to have to know the power of God to know God. And again, there's a lot of information we're going to see in the Word that's going to enable that. But, um, ah, this is good. All right. So Matthew 9, 6, that you may what? Because... One of the biggest powerful things that can happen in somebody's life is them to to experience forgiveness. That it's not their fault. You know, I think this is one of the biggest challenges with sickness is people feeling like they deserve it or taking it on as an identity of a deficiency. Does that make sense? And Jesus comes along, and there's an obvious physical problem, but he looks beyond that. He sees a belief problem. He sees an identity problem that requires power. In fact, it's amazing, the religious people around him, they got more upset about what he said about your sins are forgiven than what he did that was a miracle that nobody could explain in a body. Why? Because they knew that there was more power necessary to forgive sins than there was to heal a body. Isn't that something? And so Jesus steps right into it and he says, well, here we go. So that you will believe something that is big to you, I'm going to do this thing to prove it to you. So do you see how God uses his power to get us to believe something. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, um, used to travel with a, a minister, Kenneth Hagin, several years ago. My wife was with him too. And um, he man, we, we would have these big coliseums, you know, with, with lines of people, hundreds of people lined up. And, and they would go by and, and people healed just, you know, miraculously. And... Um, but, but, but what he called that was the dinner bell. He said it's like ringing a dinner bell for people to come to what really matters. Because the healing is not, is not the ultimate purpose. The healing is just to help you believe. Without the power of God, you can say you believe, you know, it, you, you could go down to, to Walmart, you know, and get up with a bullhorn. So how many believe in God in here? You know, everybody would raise their hand, probably, you know. But, and maybe they do. I don't, you know, I don't want to judge people. But, but, but you know, I, I, I even want to say this for myself. How much do I believe in God? How, how, much, how much do I really know him? Because I think there's more for me to go in. Amen. Yeah, it, to me, it's interesting that he took 70 people and sent them out to do what? Power. Demonstrations of power. And they say, well, where'd you get that? Well, Jesus gave it to us. So what happens? Belief in Jesus connected. And, and, it, and it wasn't even the vessel at all. It was just people that he sent out. Why? Because it's the power that helps you to know God there's a, there was a big problem. There's still a big, that's why I say, especially in our world today, we are a, a world in need of power in our personal lives. Amen? 
And, and, and God will be just as big. He will be known just as much as we welcome his power and we enable it in our lives. <laughs> and the world will know God just as much as his power is enabled in our lives. Right? It's not a billboard. It's not smoke. It's not lights. It's power. Somebody's life being changed. Right? <clears throat> so by his power, there's a display of abundant life desired by all. So everything about God, everything that we're going, you know, we, we were talking about that. Pastor Kim was talking about this. Everybody's going through something they, they're believing God for, right? It's all connected. It's all contingent upon his power, believing in his power. Okay. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through what? Huh. Knowing him. Knowing him. Man, we might need to hang out here a little while on some of this, right? How do, how do you know? There's going to be power involved with this. That's, that's why Jesus said, you know, uh, I got to go so you can get some power. Holy Ghost is not a, an option for knowing God, really. He said it's by the power of the Holy Spirit, Right? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So his divine power provides for everything about our life through the knowing of him. Do you see how the power is so much connected to knowing? You know, sometimes we just want to make it a nice little uh, Chris Tomlin song, you know, that we can feel good about. And, 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 and I, I, I'm thankful for him. He's written some songs that really help us get in the presence of God, you know. But it's not just a song. It's him. It's him. And taking, and, and here's the key, taking what he's given us in a promise and turning it in to power in our life. Right? Because it's no good to have a promise until it becomes a power. There has to be a renewal in the mind until it transforms into power in your life. And we've been given that in his word. But it has to get past some, and, and it has to, it's kind of like, like if you want a car to run smoothly, you can't be putting diesel in a gasoline tank, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You got to have one thing coming in if you're going to have the right kind of power coming out. You can't just allow any kind of fuel to be put into the tank. Right? So if we want the power of God to actually become who we are, transforming every part of our being, then we have to take the Holy Spirit that he gives us the word that he gives us and allow the Holy Spirit to be the fuel to the word that only produces what he says in our life. Praise the Lord. Are you getting it? Yeah. Man, I'm getting this. Yeah. So Ephesians 3.17. So it's not just the power side though. How many have known somebody that just gets, they got a power rush? You know, it's all about. Because <laughs> again, it's not just God being powerful. It's him being compassionate, loving, caring, so that the real purpose of the power isn't just to bring renewal in your life, but for you to become a great dispenser of power. <laughs> in fact, I, it's not possible to actually believe in the power of God and have it be only for you. 
Because the more you realize the power of God, the more it will be something, especially when you are in Christ. You're not just in his power. You are in his love. He changes your heart completely to where it's not about you anymore. And you get, that's why there's two sides to this knowing of God. And this is real simple because there's a whole lot more to it, you know? (laughs) But if we don't get this overall view, we can get get into the weeds and never get to the knowing. (laughs) So we're drawn to the power. We're, We're impressed by the power. But it's the love that captures our heart and changes who we are. Right? That Christ may dwell. That Christ may dwell. Not just have an overnighter. You know? It's not just going to a nice concert so where you can get your fix, you know? Your spirit fix. We had a spirit fest, you know? Those are nice to have. But I want Christ to dwell. Where does he dwell? He dwells and he affects and he makes a difference wherever he's at. Dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in what? In love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth to what? So we see it in... Jesus said for for them to know there's got to be some observance of power, an experience of power. But now here's saying to to know there must be a knowing of love. There must be a transformation of love. Amen? That you may be filled with the fullness of God. Does this sound like a connection? Does this sound like a knowing? Right? So there's both sides of it. There has to be a a liberation of a power that's uncomparable that's yet contained in a heart of love where God lives, where Jesus lives. God's power and, and love through us makes him known to the world. And so this is the wonderful thing about this. Again, this is the joy that was set before him. That we would know, we would become one because our hearts are changed. Our hearts are captured by the love. And now, together. This is the wonderful thing about this. This, anything, Anything in knowing God is never isolation. It's always community. He always calls us into being together. He always calls us into connecting. Why? Because we're never fulfilled alone. We are only what we are as a part of the whole. <laughs> Amen? And the whole is not functioning completely without me. <laughs> we did this during prayer, you know, um, what, what, what the enemy wants to do is, is diminish your impression with your position or your part. Yeah. He wants to say, it's not all that big of a deal. Right. And as soon as that happens, you diminish the power of God in your life. You diminish love in your life because now it's somehow it's about you. <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird how that goes? And I had this, this uh, example, you know. I always, I always felt bad for the percussion players in the orchestra. Because they didn't get to play very much a lot of times. And they had to do a whole bunch of counting, you know. Especially the triangle player. Because you know, usually, usually they only got to play maybe once or twice in the whole thing, you know. But how important it was when the whole orchestra is building up and everything dies off. If there's not a ding. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you didn't play your part... You messed up the whole thing. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> God comes down to us and he says, I've taken everything in Christ, all the power of Christ, every, all that same power that raised him from the grave, and I put it inside of you. Yes. First of all, so that you're not a debilitated, yeah. unable part. 
I fixed you. I made you good so that you can play your part. But what is that part? Showing Jesus to the world. Right? I, I, I like this. God always makes his grace visible in Christ. What is his grace? That's like a power, an undeserved power, a power that goes way beyond it. He always makes it, it's, it's not going to be something that's concealed. When God shows up and does something, somebody's going to know it. <laughs> but I like this. It says, he always makes his grace visible in Christ who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. He won when he came out of the grave, but his triumph is in us right now. It's like this expanding. It's like, it's like dropping a, a rock in the lake, and it just kind of keeps going, you know. It's, it, it, that, that, that's who we are. That's his design. That's the joy that was set before him. The joy was not us just saying, I got my, I got my heaven ticket. Now I can just go hang out in the world and, and believe that God's grace is covering everything that I'm messing up on. No, he came to make us victorious over those things so that we become a display of God's power and his love. Through our yielded lives, he spreads the fragrance of what? Knowing. <laughs> Knowing God everywhere we go. This is Jesus. You know what Jesus did wherever he went? He healed everybody. He cast out demons. With what? Power. Power. He said, I give the same power to you. In fact, I'm sending a comforter to be with you all the time. What is that, what is that comforter coming to do? To let you know Jesus. And again, what is that knowing? Knowing his power and knowing his heart, his love. Amen? Everywhere we go, there should be a, a display. When God shows up, there's, there's grace in us. We're carriers of grace. We're carriers of glory. <laughs> is this too far-fetched? Is this too much? <laughs> Can you see this as maybe being an answer for the world? Yes. What the world needs now is power, real power, <laughs> is knowing God, right? <laughs> All right, I've got one more here, and then we're going to stand up and say some things. Can we do that? We can declare some things. <laughs> Living and sharing the knowledge of God, this is, this is God's passion for us right now and this is this is this is why we come together as a church body is to know God we have fellowship together but it's meant it, even our fellowship has a purpose of knowing Ephesians 1:19 I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's what huh I was on the right track. Made available to you through faith. There's an infinite amount of power available to us. How? By faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Isn't that amazing? This is God's desire for us. For us to be one with him. Amen? And then for us to, by faith, begin to disseminate, display, explode the power of God. Now, real quick. Um, um, oh, and, and I, I cut off part of that. I'm sorry. This is the mighty power that raised Christ from the grave. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's a little statement in there that we have been hooking up with that we got into on the first week that, and I encourage you if you haven't seen it go back and look at that again because how do we connect? How do we get into the power of faith? And, it, and it's in the mind we've been given in Christ. There's a scripture that says and we have 
the mind of Christ and you think, now that's a challenge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so what is the mind of Christ and how, how do we get the power by faith? By what he said. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Amen. And if the mind is not being renewed to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it is being degraded by diesel fuel. And it cannot believe something it has not been renewed to. That's why we have to be looking at it, meditating on it, speaking it. And this is what we've been doing during this fast. We've been calling it the connection fast. What, is, what are we connecting to? The power, the love, the mind of Christ. You take what God has said. These aren't just any verses. They're power verses. Everything that God declares is powerful, isn't it? You know, he said light. Has anybody known, has experienced the absence I'm talking about if, like you go outside. Of light. It, no, light just keeps going because what he says is so powerful, it just keeps doing things. If God's declared something, it's still working right now as long as you activate it. As long as you put it into practice. And so this power that God has put inside of us is directly connected to what he said. So we have to on a regular basis, on a continual basis, I believe it's something that we can begin to do where Jesus is dwelling inside of us and it's, be, it's through his word. Amen? And by his... Here's what you need, though. You don't just need to be religiously reciting something, trying to change something that you see needs to be changed. You declare what God has already done and you allow the Holy Spirit to give it the power that declares a reality of a previous provision above a present observation. Amen? And that's what faith is. It's not trying to make something change. It's trying to declare what Jesus already changed. Amen? And that's why what Jesus did, we just get hooked up with it. It's a power he's already done. We just activate it in our life. Oh, isn't this necessary? Can you see how we're getting to know God in a way like, wow, there has to be some power involved here. And I believe the reality is that everywhere we go, it should smell like (laughs) gunpowder. We've been shooting off some things, right? (laughs) And man... You know, and we might need to smell some flesh burning from time to time too, right? (laughs) Where what he said is burning up what we feel. And it's triumphing over those things, right? right. Hallelujah. Well, I believe, uh, and I I see this over our body right now, that that during this time, how many are practicing this? How many are taking what we're we're presenting? We can present tools. You know, sometimes I feel like, what else can I do? And no, we just present. We, we can just provide. It's like this morning. There's an opportunity to really uh, get a lot of value out of what we've seen in the Word right now. And, and allow it to change our life. Or we can just fall back into wherever we're at. And it doesn't matter how far you've come. We've got more to go. Right? So, I encourage you. What we've done with these, and, and they're on the, the church app. Down at the bottom, it says 2022 fast and you can click on that and you can get into our uh, I just write a little blurb off of a scripture there's a there's a we've been reading in Matthew we started reading in Matthew read a chapter out of Matthew and then we have some uh, some declarations we take what God said and we turn it into it's about me and I'm declaring it with power over my life amen and every time you declare something that God has said not from a wish or a want or a whine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but from a, a voice of authority that you've been given in Christ, yeah. now you can begin. And, 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 you know, it says if you just have a, a faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can have mountains, you know, jumping in the ocean for you. Yeah. But, but you got to start 
on a regular basis, just believing, getting over being defeated, you know, getting over being discouraged and in fear of what's going on in the world around you. And you take the power of God, you can start blowing up that kind of stuff on a daily basis before you ever run into a mountain that's in the way. Actually, those are mountains that are in the way, right? But you explode them by the power of God in your mouth. But it has to become something that is what you're doing regularly. You don't play a Bach two-part invention by just learning a couple notes. You have to keep practicing. You keep have it's Christ dwelling in your heart by faith. You know how Christ dwells in your heart? When you take what he said and you allow it to be an, a, a constant hearing of his voice in your heart. Amen. Say, like, who's talking? Ah, oh, that's Jesus. He's talking. I like to hear him talk. You know? One quick little thing that goes right with what he's saying. My favorite verse is Philippians 3.10. And it says, my determined purpose is to know him and to know the power of his resurrection. How many have ever been determined to do something? Yeah. What you're determined to do, you will do. When I met my husband, he was determined to be an accomplished classical guitarist. And when he went to college... He didn't have the correct nails to be able to play, so I won't tell you what he did, but he did some other means to enable him, and then he married a nail tech. <laughs> God just did that for him, but anyway. But he was determined to be able to play that guitar, and he made things available to make it happen. We need to be determined to know him, and in knowing him, we know the power of his resurrection. What, did his, what is the power of his resurrection? What did it do? brought him up from the grave yeah. and provided everything, the power that we need. So that's, yeah. that's what we that's need actually to determine. A, I, I wrote about that today, you know, where Paul said, I count everything else as, yeah, I'll let y'all say whatever you want to <laughs> as, as manure. Everything else about my, my life is manure compared to knowing. Compared, so what? What I what I saw in that, and I think of what I wrote about a little bit, is when you get to a level of excellent. It, it, how it said it in the translation I was looking at it said, for the excellency of knowing, for the excellency of knowing. You know, there's there's a little bit that we can know, and everything that that we do know of God is wonderful, but there's an excellence in Him that will include the expansion of His power and His love in our in our lives, right? So I saw that this way that any you know. Just for me, uh, if, if, I, if I wanted to be that great guitarist, I'm going to have to spend hours that I'm not doing other things that, that what I would want to do. And I really believe we never had a TV when I was growing up. Until I was 16, we didn't have a television. I really believe that was integral to me being, you know, focusing because to... to uh, ascend to a level of excellence in any area of development, it will be determined by what you choose to not do also. The things that you say, I'm not going to do that so I can do this. Amen? And so, I don't know, you can go look at it on, it's, it's the thing for today. I encourage you too, when you're, when you're going through there, especially the one on the app, there, you can go down and click on the comments uh, and it takes you to a comment at the bottom and if you can just say, I was here, make a little connection, it, 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 it's encouraging. Um, and and if, if you have something come to mind, write it down too, because uh, it's, it's about being connected, amen? So we're going to say these, and again, when we say these, we're not trying to make something come to pass. We're acknowledging what has come to pass because of Christ, amen? And so what we're doing, if, if, you'll, if, if you'll allow your heart and your spirit to tap into this while we're doing this, power is going out when you declare. Amen? And also what's happening is your mind is taking note. Because our mind has channels that either they run through the they, they're, they're being uh, formed by negativity, by fear, by other kinds of things. And when you begin to dispel the power of God and your mind gets to hear this, begins to form different channels, channels of faith that you can go back and tap into in the moment of need. 
All right. So let's say this together. All I have been known for in the past is being overwhelmed by knowing the fullness of life in Christ. Amen. What I like about this is it starts with me. I have to start knowing me differently. Amen. But what I like about it also, it says, all I have been known for. Because a lot of what holds us in constraint is what we think other people think of us. Right? And, and you start taking the word of God and it's going to disallow your reputation that you've developed. Whatever it is. It says, all I've been known for is being changed. Amen? Demonstrations of God's power are my daily anticipation and experience as they are my promise as I believe. Amen? What is that? All things are possible to those who believe. That's a promise, isn't it? Now, I encourage you, when, when you're saying this, is to start noticing things that are happening in your life. You know how many times things happen and we just don't even notice? Right? And you'll start giving honor to God for things that he's worthy of getting honor for. Oh, this is a good part of knowing God, isn't it? Hallelujah. If you're going to know God, you better be anticipating some God stuff in your life through the day. Amen? Okay. Let's do another one. The love of God that has united me with him fills me with compassion to activate his power for the blessings of others. Oh, isn't that good? Oh, get your eyes off yourself, doesn't it? All right, I got one more. It's kind of long. Might have to take a deep breath or one in the middle, all right? All right, <laughs> let's say this together. I am filled with gratitude for the opportunity of knowing God in his power and love and for the purpose he has given me of making him known through the sharing of this same power and love. Oh, it was worth all that, wasn't it? All right, let's say it one more time. I am filled with gratitude for the opportunity of knowing God in his power and love and for the purpose he has given me of making him known through the sharing of this same power and love. Hallelujah. Oh, we have a life in Christ, don't we? We have a purpose in Christ. We have victory in Christ. We have power. We have knowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands up right now? Let's look unto the author and the finisher of our faith right now. Hallelujah. Let's look unto him and magnify his power. Magnify his holiness. Magnify his love for us. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we submit to this opportunity in you now. Lord, we see its potential for us. Hallelujah. Lord, we desire for your Holy Spirit to help us to take the restraint restrictions off. Take the limits off your power in our life. Hallelujah. Lord God, we see you as faithful. That same power that raised Christ from the, get the dead. If it would work for Peter on the street, it will work for us on the street. Your same life is in us now. Oh Lord God, take us up to a place where faith in you completely transcends any discouragement or fear or, or regret Grant in our life, Lord God. Take us to that place in you that's victorious. We give you thanks for it, Father God. Hallelujah. And Lord, right now, I just speak power over every person that's in this room right now. Lord, we, de we declare deliverance. We declare healing. We declare hope, Lord God, where there was no hope. And Lord, we speak forgiveness also. Hallelujah. That there is power in Christ to forgive and remove all the power of sin and failure in our lives. Lord, we just receive that now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful. So grateful for your life in us that we get to know you. We get to live and move and have our being in you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord, I just want to declare this also. That through this body, Lord, as we yield to the direction 
and the exposing of the truth in your word about just how great this thing is that we have in you. That you're going to show us how to make a difference to the world in greater ways. Lord, I declare this over each one of us that, that wherever we go, we're going to have testimonies <laughs> of encounters with the power of God with neighbors, with people in the street, Lord God, with people in the marketplace. And Lord, you're going to rise up inside of us the ability to be a greater light to our community with the truth that will set free from lies that have been putting people in bondage. And you'll show us how to activate this power through the love that you've been put inside of us. And that love will take us out of a place of a cocoon to a, a liberated flying of your power. And it will be by love. And Lord, we, we ask for that right now. Lord, we just, uh, we envision it now by faith. We give you thank, thanks for its working. Hallelujah. We'll no longer be hidden away. <laughs> but, but like this passage said today, the grace of Jesus will be displayed. Its power will overwhelm. We give you thanks for that, Father. Hallelujah. And anybody here today, you've not made Jesus your Lord, this is a great opportunity right now. We'll pray with you. You can, you can come to know who he is. You can find his power and his love for your life. If that's you today, just go ahead and come forward. We'll pray with you. We'll believe with you. Anybody else have anything else going on? We've talked about power. We've talked about these things. And, and uh, you know, really, we can pray for each other. We're all, we all have this power that we have inside of us. And, uh, in fact, why don't we do that? Does anybody have something that you'd like us to pray with, with you about? Anybody going through anything? Something in your body? Got a financial challenge? You got a personal challenge? Something? Something you don't want to necessarily talk about, but it's a, it's a mountain for you. Anybody have anything this morning? Well, we're going to close. And as we do, though, if, if there is something and, and you would like to come forward, we have some people up in, in the front here that can pray with you. And uh, I just encourage you, though, uh, let there be a, a, a sharing of anything that you're caring about. And equally, let there be a caring of what somebody else is going through that you minister to. Amen? Let's be a body. Let's know our Father, and as we do, let's get to know each other. Let's care about each other. Amen? Love you guys. This is significant today. Oh, yes. Yes, before you go. We've, we've, um, we've had some passing from our body this last week uh, you know there's a heaviness in our heart and yet there's a celebration um, because they are there with God they're in heaven now uh, Sister Carolyn um, it you know kind of it kind of puts everything into perspective I, I remember it was a couple weeks ago I think it was my last time to get to talk to her and I followed her out the door and and walked her to her car and she got in and I didn't realize it'd be the last time I got to talk with her, you know, and how precious that is. Uh, and then, and then, what's that? She was ready to go. You know, sometimes you think, well, maybe it didn't have to be, but, you know, uh, she's with God now. And so we're, we're, we're going to have a celebration for her in Houston tomorrow at 7. If anybody's interested in going, we have the information. I'm, I'm sorry, at 12 o'clock. Where did I get seven? I don't know. Anyway, it, it's at 12 o'clock, and we have the information, location stuff. If anybody wants to go, uh, I'm going to be down there. And, uh, and then uh, Levi Zuniga. Uh, and Damaris. And Damaris. Thank you. <laughs> uh, their father uh, passed away this week also. And, um, and he knows the Lord. He's, he's with God, too. He was, a, he was a minister for a while, and, and so I, I got to be with both of them, you know, uh, before they, they went on and got to, uh, 
know, just speak life over them because their life is eternal life. It's not, it's not temporary. It's eternal life. It's just going on to the next part of it, you know. So his is Saturday at 1 o'clock, and it will be here. And so I just welcome whoever can be here on Saturday to, to come and, and just support the family. And, um, and we will have, we will celebrate. So uh, because it's, it's like a home going. Uh, there, there's heaviness in our heart, but there's gladness for them. So, uh, so anyway, uh, and be back on Wednesday. We have a good time together on Wednesday also. Another great opportunity to know God. All right. Have a great day, guys. Love you so much.